0: Hey,
1: hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the Welcome demo? to another edition of the Vault Studio Fantasy Football podcast. My name is James Cooney and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Lewis Glover. Lewis, how are you, mate?
0: James, I am just simmering down after an simmering. absolutely electric, explosive start to the NFL season. What an opening round it was. What an uh, opening very game for you mean two. What
1: an opening game. <sighs> You saw my man tear it up. Your man? Your Who's that? Nick Foles. No, if anyone didn't know, Nick Foles is my man. Money in the jar. Exactly. Um. Yeah, how'd you go on fantasy football this week, mate? Yeah, you I and your 100 solid, teams.
0: Solid opening round, round yeah. In 15 leagues this year, I went, uh, 11, 11 and 4 in the opening round. Had a few, few close calls. The uh, quarterback situation... Really messed me up in a, in a few of them. Mariota, Big Ben, Matt Ryan. So it wasn't all good, but but I got there.
1: Well, maybe listen to my advice this podcast and maybe I can help you out next week. Uh, <laughs> for this four extra wins. Exactly. Uh, on this week's show, we'll be uh, going for the first time to the Fantasy Football Share Market where we'll be uh, buying and selling some players. Uh, we'll also be doing some waiver wire pickups, uh, doing our weekly start, sits and streams, our weekly competition, The Kicker drill um, looking through Saquon Barkley's first NFL game, and as always, finally finishing off with our mailbag. But before we start, I've got to do some shout outs and plugs. Go visit the website, thevaultstudio.com.au. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Vault Studio. Lewis has a great page, FF Down Under, on Twitter and Facebook. Go check it out. And also, subscribe to our new podcast feed. It's out, it's on iTunes, on SoundCloud go give us a 5 star rating um when we get to 5 100 five star ratings i'll be doing something silly i'm not too sure what yet open to suggestions so you can give that to ff down under or the vault studio but i think for 1000 when we get to 1000 five stars i'll get a tattoo of the logo that's what i think i think that's a i think that's a good start so if we get 1000 happy to get the uh vault studio logo tattooed on me um don't know where yet i think think on the chest or think on the heart that's where it you know means the most
0: that's, uh, that's some serious commitment to the cause. I commend you. Absolutely. And setting the bar high as well. I like it. A thousand, a thousand uh, five-star reviews.
1: Well, for the million listeners that we've got, you know, it shouldn't be too hard.
0: Well, there you go. It's only yeah. a handful.
1: Exactly. Um, and also, this Sunday night, for our Melbourne listeners, go visit the Sporting Globe. We've got the live show, Dan and James, who'll be hosting. Um, I was there last week. It was heaps of fun. Trivia, beers, dinner. Games, everything, everything you can want in uh, a live, fetish, uh, sorry, live football podcast is there. Um, I'll be there this week again. I'll be getting pissed as well. No of cruises, <laughs> which I was a bit disappointed about, but a carton draft people do. Um,
0: and just so people know, if you if you uh, write into the mailbag or, or, or post on FF Down Under that you'd rather James not be there, so if that's going to boost attendance, we can we can arrange for that as well.
1: Yeah, that could be arranged too. <laughs> um, but let's get started on this week's episode. Um, so what we're going to do is we every week not do a recap we're just going to do like a f- sort of fantasy share market. where will are buying and selling players based on the week's events um, sort of yeah just depending on how people go this week's sort of my first one I'll, I'll start it off I'm buying a lot of Jimmy G's uh, stock he's uh, a bit low right now he played the Minnesota defence had a sort of bad game three interceptions, only one touchdown um, but everyone's sort of selling his stock and that's what we're going to buy it um, he played a very very good defence um, he lost his two guards and that really uh, didn't help him. His best wide receiver, Marquise Goodwin, was out with a quad injury, and Kittle dropped a couple of passes that could have been could have been uh, worth a lot in fantasy. We touched down that big uh, he, uh sorry, big uh, gain he could have missed. Um, the game was a lot closer than it looks, and they're playing the Lions' defense, who got torn up by uh, Sam Darnold. So I'm really looking forward to Jimmy G's uh, performance this week, and yeah, buy 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 a lot of him.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I so thought he looked. He looked pretty good and you know he was one of my sits last week going up against that minnesota vikings defense and, and we saw why they're just an elite unit he struggled at times but he also showed why the 49ers were happy to go out and, and give him a 120 million dollar contract off a, a really limited sample size in in the nfl and that touchdown pass he threw to, to dante pettis was just an outrageous throw he had no business making that throw and he did and and uh, maybe maybe Pettis is going to step up in, in uh, Goodwin's absence as well. He looks to, to be showing showing some, some nice stuff. So, yeah, I agree with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Who are you buying or selling this week?
0: This week, I'm actually buying Doug Baldwin.
1: Why is that? That's interesting. But,
0: yeah. He's out here. He's probably going to miss a few weeks. He's got 200 knees. I mean, why are you buying somebody injured? because when he comes back he's going to dominate the targets for that team you know tyler lockett's going to have some now the ghost of brandon marshall who to be fair looks okay okay on the weekend but once once baldwin comes back he's going to dominate the targets and i actually think this is a bit of a blessing in disguise he sprained his mcl uh on one knee but he's also had injuries on the other knee so this gives an opportunity to rest and rehab the other knee as well so you know Whether it's in week four, week I think the Seahawks have got their bye in week five. So maybe we see him back in week six. And some people just uh, are going to be scared off by that. And I think when he comes back, you're going to get a very good wide receiver too. So I'm I'm buying Doug Baldwin.
1: Yeah, so am I. You don't build your team for September. You build it for December in fantasy football. Um, He's going to come back. Yeah, two knee injuries on different knees. It's a bit iffy, but he's got the talent... um, yeah, his stock's really low right now. Just buy everything you can get. If you can get him in the waiver wire, which I reckon some leagues have. I know one of my uh, one of the guys in my league uh, dropped him, and I, I picked him up. So that was real nice. That was real handy. Um, get him while he can. He's gonna be. He's got no trade value at what at uh, whatsoever, and he's just a really good player. I agree with that. My next one is the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, the whole team in general. I'm just gonna sit on them for the moment. Um, the game against Miami was a weird game. They played the longest game in history. Um, I don't think you can go... It really plays with your mind. I know uh, I played footy myself and one guy uh, broke his neck and then we had to wait for the ambulance to come. We had to wait uh, an hour and a half and it really just really just played with us. We didn't know what to do. Our mental state wasn't there and I think this is the same thing happened with the Titans. You can't really judge it off one week even though they got beaten by the Miami Dolphins who by a lot of people weren't the strongest teams going into the season but I'll just wait and the Titans, they they did uh, Dean Lawrence did have a good game he played really well Derek Henry sort of faded away which I predicted and we got that beer bet um, but yeah had that
0: nice big run that was called back so I think we'll see a few more of them from Derek Henry throughout the
1: season yeah, um, yeah Delaney Walker is out too that doesn't help for oh the that was a bad injury yeah that's a big one That's a, um, Taylor one Mario got injured too in that game so I don't know we'll see they're playing against the Texans this weekend who Mike Vavreau, uh came from last year so we'll just see. We'll just see. I'll, I'll sit in the Titans.
0: Yeah, see how that plays out. My other, my other buy for this week and sort of rest of the season going forward, really, is Christian McCaffrey. And if you can, you know, he didn't have the, the hottest start. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad week for him by any stretch of the imagination. But if you can come in and you can get Christian McCaffrey, he is going to go off this week and for the rest of the season. He's going to profit from the absence of Greg Olsen, who... Hasn't gone to IR, but he's broken his foot that was surgically repaired last season. So it's uh, definitely not a good sign for him. And um, Without Olsen on the field, a lot of targets are going to be funneled through to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so I'm really excited about him. And in particular this week, he gets to go up against the Falcons, who just lost their two best defensive players, at least, at least one for the year, and, and one maybe at, at least until week eight in, in Deion Jones and in Keanu Neal. So... Big loss for the Falcons, uh, and uh, their loss is, is Christian McCaffrey's gain, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, he did get many goal line carries um, this week. I saw the full... Who was the fullback for Carolina got the uh, goal line carry? I forget uh, his name.
0: Um, Tolbert?
1: No, nah, not Tolbert. Anyway. No, he's gone. We'll move on. Um, yeah, he, I don't think he get many goal line carries, um, but the, the Cowboys' defense was very good. I think they're going to be a good defense. Their offense is horrible. Um, but I think, yeah, the Falcons' defense, they show that they could cover Darren Sproles and Corey Clement um, with Keanu Reeves and Deion Jones out. I think that's going to be a different story. My next one, I'm going to go to Sean Watson. I'm going to buy a stock. Um, I think everyone expected him to be this absolute superstar that he was in the f- uh, first seven games. Um, he fell back to earth last week playing against the Patriots. Um, he was never going to live up to the expectations that he was drafted at. Um, a football fantasy calculator had him number two quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers, which is just absurd. Um, he's you know, Obviously, his numbers last year were incredible. But they just weren't going to hold up. Um, they've got a bad offensive line, which doesn't help. Um, that's going to hurt him a lot. And But I think Will Fuller coming back when he eventually does come back is going to be a big game for him. Those two connected very well last year. And I think anyone's buying the Texans this year.
0: Yeah, uh, again, I-, I like that call. He-, he underwhelmed as we sort of discussed and predicted in our, in our uh, preseason shows the Patriots actually look quite good as well they game planned they game plan well against him they actually had a pass rush for once which was which was nice to see put him under some pressure and he held the ball f- far too long as well uh, last last season he was one of the or had the fastest release of, of quarterbacks over that eight game stretch that he played and he was one of the slowest this weekend at releasing the ball I, uh, I saw that somewhere on, on Twitter today so uh, definitely improvement for him to be made. And, you know, if you can get someone to, to, uh, to panic and think, oh, you know, maybe he's not, not the guy that we think he is sure. Go ahead and, and, and buy some shares in Sean Watson. If you can,
1: who was your next one there, Lewis?
0: Well, I've got two, two cells now, uh, and I've it's, heard. I'm selling the old, the old guard, the veterans who put up just ridiculous numbers in the week in week one. Deshaun uh, Jackson and, and Adrian Peterson. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, because, he you know, he's good for three games a year. Right? He's already had one, but he injured his shoulder in the game, and he's also in the concussion protocol at the moment. So it doesn't look good for Jackson playing this week, but, you know, he captured lightning in a bottle. Uh, I don't think he's going to repeat that performance this season, unfortunately. And Adrian Peterson, he just got fed the ball a ton they had real positive game script and one of his you know his big catches came right in garbage time which we know he's not a pass catcher which bolstered his numbers as well uh if if you can still sh- shop the name value of adrian peterson as selling him for a sort of rb2 prices absolutely I'm, I'm making that move
1: Yeah, absolutely i think deshaun if he was uh, gonna play this week against the eagles a big revenge game i'm sort of on him because the eagles can't really cover anyone as you saw with julio jones um, Adrian Peterson I'm on the same boat as you. He's going to have, he's going to be very inconsistent this year. He's not going to have some good games. I think Chris Thompson's going to lead that backfield, especially um, him and Alex Smith. You saw the rapport they had uh, against the Cardinals. So I think Chris Thompson is the one to buy there.
0: Yeah, Chris Thompson uh, looked very good. It was good to see him back in 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 a the preseason. There was talk of him not being 100 till till November. So if that's the case, I can't I can't wait for for November to see how good he's going to look again.
1: Uh, my last one is Matthew Stafford and the Lions in general, really. I'm selling hard. I thought this year was going to be something different. I think getting a new coach like Matt Patricia, bringing the Patriot way, was going to change the culture, but obviously, the Lions haven't bought into it, L- losing 48-17 to 17 to the J- New York Jets at home. Um, you heard rumblings that uh, they, didn't really, they don't really like Patricia as a coach, don't like the culture he's bringing in, they don't like running, they don't like the team rules. And if you don't buy into the coach, you don't buy into the culture. Well, then it's just going to be a, a crappy in general. Um, Matthew Stafford, he had some horrible throws. The defense just knew what they were doing. Um, this that offense in general was just lackluster.
0: Yeah, it was really bad. There was one standout on there, and that was uh, Kenny Galladay. He looked great, and that um, that tackle or the, the forced fumble he he made after the uh, the interception that was. That was awesome. But yeah, the whole Lions team just reeks right now. And it is really disappointing as well to you know to see hear about veteran players coming out saying, Oh, we don't want to run, we don't like this. That's why the Lions organization, you know, is a trash organization, is a loser organization, and why it's been a dumpster fire for years, because it's got a a culture that's just the the absolute opposite to to a winning culture. So, you know, if that's the way their veterans want to conduct themselves, they can enjoy a Maybe another O sixteen season.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Um, we'll move on to uh the waiver wise. Now obviously, because um, this is taped on a Thursday night, um you probably remember hearing this Friday, Saturday. Uh most of the uh the big ones we picked up already. So we thought we'd just give you just a few ones that haven't been, you know, you don't really hear about it much, but we think they're good value.
0: Yeah, um so they'll always be less than fifty percent owned on, on ESPN, so you know should have a an okay shot at, at grabbing some of these guys. And the other thing as well is there's always a lot of hype and reaction, especially in week one, but the early weeks, go and check your transaction report and see see the players that have been dropped as well. That's a that's an always an interesting one. Some overreactions and you can you can pick up some steals. Like uh, James mentioned at the top of the show, he scooped up the Baldwin in one league. Like people do silly things. People make snap decisions and Right, so it's it's too late. So run out and claim them. But the first one we've got on our list for for waivers or for free agent, because because waivers are probably already run, yeah, is is uh, Ger- Ger- Geronimo Allison. He's still uh, very low owned in in ESPN leagues, um, and you know he had a, he had a huge game against the Bears and Aaron Rodgers trusted him. He went to him four times in the in the drive that resulted in. Uh, in Allison's touchdown, including a big third down and I think it was 15 conversion, which for for Rogers to do that really says everything you need to know. He trusts him.
1: Yeah, we I mentioned him in, uh, when we did the preview of the Green Bay Packers. I was sort of high on Green Bay's third right receiver, and I was right. So suck it, Louis. Yeah,
0: yeah, you you were high on Allison, and uh, I I wasn't so much at the time, but yeah, I was uh, I was wrong about that, and hopefully uh, I'm going to pick up a few Allison shares and, and prosper.
1: Um, I it all depends on Roger's health too. We don't know how bad the knees. They won't say anything. They just say he's good to go this week. Um, but yeah, it just all depends on how um Aaron Rodgers plays really, or how many games he plays. If uh Kaiser Soso is playing, it's a uh, drop him immediately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, hopefully Rogers is okay. To me, I don't think there was any value in, in bringing him back out into the second half. If there was any, you know, serious serious damage so you know touch wood because he's so fun to watch and he makes the entire NFL better
1: moving on we got uh Jan Rashad on this one too um had a monster game for the uh Oakland Raiders uh, good old uh Derek Carr he had a great game too
0: my goodness he was it was hard to watch some of the like, w- what's happening just the, the hearing the footsteps throw you know clean pocket throwing the ball away it was just an absolute, absolute disaster game for them. And Jalen Rashad prospered because Carr was just checking down constantly, and you know they are playing in a negative game script, which meant that uh, Marshall and Lynch was phased out as expected, and Rashard, being the third down pass catching sort of satellite back, was was there to to take all the checkdowns that weren't going to that weren't going to Jared Cook, who had the, you know, the game that everyone predicted, 180 yards. Everyone was predicting Jared Cook to go off this week.
1: No, I didn't at all. But no, <laughs>
0: I don't think anyone did.
1: Hey, I think Richard has more value in a PPR league than in all standard yeah. leagues. Yeah, only, uh,
0: only in PPR, but uh, yeah. if you're not playing PPR.
1: Yeah, look, he had 24 yards on the ground, 55 in the air with nine receptions. So, look, he's one to look out for. He's going to get a lot of yeah, dink, uh, dink and dumps because I don't think Derek Carr's going to be a good quarterback. And, yeah, you saw by the, the game on uh, Tuesday afternoon, he just wasn't good at all.
0: Uh, yeah and this this week they're going into denver i expect a uh, case keenum to, to to put some points on them there so i think we'll see some more Jalen richard so you know if, if you're struggling for, for for whatever reason if you you sort of want a, a zero rb situation or maybe you're a Leonard Fournette owner and he doesn't suit up and you're scratching around because you didn't get yelled in richard could be a, an okay sort of flex running back three play this week
1: next one we have is willie Sneed. um Plays the Baltimore Ravens. They played the Bills this week, which obviously did help a lot. Um, but you saw he uh, Flacco went to him a lot. Um, I think he's going to be sort of a reliable target for uh, Joe Flacco on the slot. Uh, how do you think he's prospects me going to be this year?
0: Yeah, it's really going to be matchup dependent, and uh, it was a, it was a really strange game against against Buffalo. It was they. It didn't look like they had an NFL team out there. I'm not sure what it was that they put they put out there against Baltimore. So. We'll wait and see whether they're the real deal. It'd be a good game against Cincinnati this week, but I think yeah, Sneed should get some targets and uh, more of a, a bye week play. You know, when if you have got two or three wide receivers on bye weeks uh, uh, down the line, it looks like Snead's going to be involved in the in the game plan moving forward for the Baltimore Ravens.
1: If you choose one, Willie Snead or John Brown, who would you who would you go with?
0: Oh, uh, John Brown for me. Um, I, I really like him. I think he's more versatile. He's shown the ability to get deep, but he's you know they've also They've also integrated him into the game plan and not just use him as a field stretcher. So I, I think John Brown is going to establish himself as a clear wide receiver one there over Crabtree and, and, and Sneed. But I like I like Sneed. And if in PPR leagues, if you're asking me Sneed or Crabtree, I'm going to go Willie Sneed.
1: Yeah. Next one we've got is uh, Philip Lindsay from the Denver Broncos. Um, he, saw, he saw a lot of the third down um, sort of uh, carries and uh, catches there. Um he got given the hot hand. That's what uh Vance Joseph said. He uh, left him on there, he didn't leave Royce Freeman on there because he was he was feeling hot. And that's sort of a bit wary for fantasy owners because he might not be hot every week and you might not just get played. So I'm a bit cautious on Philip Lindsay, but he did play well. He did destroy that Sea defence, which was I was, I think it's still a good defense, but
0: old timers coming back was huge for them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um I, I would still pick up Philip Lindsay. He's got a lot of upside, um, and that's basically what you want in waiver wise and sort of free agents. You want an upside. You know what, sort of floor. Low, uh, sorry, high floors.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And it, it looks like what's gonna play out in Denver is that Freeman's gonna be the the first and down and goal line back, and and Lindsay's gonna be the, the sort of third down, third down back and, and pass catcher, and the might like split him up right, Wide. He's really athletic, uh, very. You know, very agile, explosive. He also showed some showed some stuff in the preseason as well. So it wasn't uh, from completely left field. His performance. Uh, not sure about this hot hand narrative. You know, there isn't really any much evidence to back up what the hot hand is and and whether coaches use it. It's just it's just a thing that they say. So I still think Lindsay is going to have some some flex appeal in in certain games and particularly games where they're going up against high powered offenses and they're going to be forced to, to stay in it so you know you think about their matchups with the with the Chargers in the division and 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 uh kansas city as well so he might have some value in those games
1: and last one we've got is quincy of the new york jets um had 10 targets from uh sam donald which is basically half of what uh, donald threw i think he's going to be sort of his go-to guy quincy numar i see a lot of rapport yep. there
0: yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like 50 percent plus market share is just absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, that's not going to sustain. Uh, you know, Darnold was, I, I think he just got locked in. It was his, it was his first game, and he has some rapport with Anouma, and that was his guy. So mm-hmm. I think he will look to get the other other receivers involved. But but definitely, it seems to be Anumwa's job to lose as the as the wide receiver one in that in that offense. So definitely go and grab Quincy Anouma. He's like thirty percent owned in league, so he he should be on your. On your waivers
1: especially if curse out too so that's going to help him a lot too yeah um we'll move on to our start sits and streams um we we'll always start off with our quarterbacks um Lewis, let's get started mate
0: let's do it so last week i did kind of let you guys down led you a little bit astray. so i, I apologize for that uh although when i said start big ben uh i wasn't you know we weren't aware of the, the crazy weather that was that was coming down so i did actually go into the FF Down under Facebook group and, and and let people know. I said, you know, I did tout Big Ben on the podcast, but these weather reports have got me probably fading him this week, if you can. Unfortunately, I had to start him in a super flex league that heavily penalizes turnovers. So as you can imagine, that was an absolute disaster for me. Uh, but, you know, I'm doubling down on Big Ben. He's back at home and he's going against the, the Kansas City uh, defense, which was... I know they won that game. Uh, James, we were talking about this just before we started the show. I think the Chargers, they deserve to win that game. They should have won that game. It was a muffed punt and a few drop catches away from being a completely different outcome. And the Kansas City uh, defensive backs got burned over and over and over again. Um, Keen Allen made them look silly. Tyra Williams burned them deep. Travis Benjamin with his his, uh, alligator arms trying to catch the ball was burning them. I think Big Ben is going to throw you know it could because you know KC has got a very good offense as well i think we could be looking at a 400 yard three touchdown game from big ben that sort of day i think antonio brown's going to go absolutely bananas so fire at big ben this week don't be afraid of of last week he's back at home he's in his environment he's uh, he's going to be good to go
1: yeah i've got one of the uh, steelers wide receivers in my starts but yeah i think big ben's going to have a big game this week obviously playing at home does help him a lot um the chiefs pass defense is just atrocious. Um, They should have been beaten. They had a lot of drop catches, especially a couple of touchdowns by Williams and Benjamin. Um, I think the uh, Steelers, uh, sorry, Steelers offense with James Conner in there too is going to destroy the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: How good was James Conner, by the way? Let's just, we've got to mention that quickly. It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I hope you started him if you picked him up.
1: I think everybody would have. You you don't pick him up not to start uh,
0: him. A monstrous game and just a, a phenomenal story as well. You know, the kid, the, uh, the kid beat cancer in college. He came back. He was drafted by his his hometown team. Just a, a fantastic story. And his teammates seem to love him as well. So, you know, if Le'Veon wants to keep sitting out, James Connery is going continue to continue to eat in that offense.
1: Mm, absolutely. My start for this week is Philip Rivers. Um, destroyed the Chiefs last week with, uh, you know, 424 yards and three touchdowns. Could have had more touchdowns, but obviously he's our uh, team letting him down. Um and he's playing against the Bills this week, which is going to be, uh, you know, great for him because they can't defend at all. They don't even an NFL team. I'm pretty sure they're playing in the uh, CFL at the moment, or the XFL with Vince McMahon.
0: <laughs> yeah, are you sure they just didn't like send the, yeah, uh, the Toronto down and just put him into some Bills uniforms? I'm sure that's what must have happened.
1: I don't know, but yeah, uh, unless Josh Allen, you know, produces some Fitz magic as they call it, um, I don't see uh, the Bills doing anything this week. And Joe Flacco destroyed him too, so that says a lot about the Bills.
0: Yeah, uh, Philip Rivers, love him this week. He's got so many, so many fantastic weapons, and I just I think it's going to be a big game for him. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe even pulled by the the end of the third quarter and, and wrapped in cotton wool after already racking up three hundred plus yards and, and a few touchdowns on on the Bills.
1: Moving on to our sits this week, um, I'm going to go for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan didn't look very good against the Eagles last uh, sorry on Friday afternoon. That knee didn't look good either. You saw him coming off at knee brace. Um, don't know what's going on there. He had no power in his throws. Um, the issues in the redstone uh, red zone are still there. Um, Steve Sarkisian is calling the plays too, so that's that's going to help him a lot.
0: He's bad. it's it's really it's very uh very upsetting to see. You know, like I want to say that e- talent on offense go to waste.
1: I want to say the Eagles are so good at defense, but let's be honest, they aren't. <laughs> they they can't. Once you got a good wide receiver like Julio, they just can't cover him. And we made. Between the 20s, we made him look like the best team in the NFL. But then, obviously, 20 to the red zone, we were the best defense in the league.
0: Yeah, it was very, very strange and sort of really picked up where they left off in 2017. The red zone woes. They were able to move the ball up and down the field very, very well. But red zone issues continue. And just poor play design. Really, really bad calls. Not using Julio in the red zone either. You know, They, they used him so much and tired him out and... He was he was gassed, he was mm-hmm. off the field. You're like, hold on a minute, you're in the red zone, you've got Julio Jones, and you're not gonna put him out there. Very 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 strange. So, we're interested to see how long Sark lasts in, in Atlanta this season. But yeah, um, I, I <clears throat> have have Matt Ryan in a few leagues, <clears throat> all super flex, and I might be forced to to roll him out this week. Uh, I don't think he's gonna have a disaster game. I just don't expect yeah you know, expect that massive output. You know prob- Probably one touchdown and you know, a, a few hundred yards, so probably a very modest outcome. I'm expecting, so I, I agree with that. And that I should say they're playing player. the Panthers
1: this week too, who did hold uh, uh, Dak and Elliott in in check as well.
0: Yeah, but come on,
1: hold, no.
0: hold, holding Dak and that wide receiver core in check with who with who also have their own play calling woes in uh, with Lena, Hanning, and the and That's that's it's uh, it's it's not a good situation there either. Not at um, all.
1: Who have you got this week for the sit?
0: My my sit after you know touting him as a stream and he did well for you. So if you streamed Andy Dalton, good on you, well done. He did his job. But this week, sit him because Baltimore, you know, they look like they've got a very good defense. Uh, AFC North, uh, big big divisional game. Just you know, take take your winnings from week one with Dalton. Uh, hold them. Don't go all in this week. There's plenty of better options out there on the waiver wire. Uh, really, lots of good quarterback matchups this week. So bench Andy Dalton, unless you're, you know, in a crazy deep super flex league or, or something like that. Baltimore defense this is an incredible statistic. They only gave up 6.6 yards per drive against Buffalo. That's it's that's cr- an unbelievable statistic.
1: It's a crazy stat, but I'd like to see sort of them playing actual real offense
0: though. Oh yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's a given, but you know, the, the, the Colts' defense isn't up to all that much either, which is why we were yeah, in on true. Dalton. So yeah, that's true. we don't, we still don't know how good their offense is. AJ Green is a is a very talented wide receiver, as we all know. Joe Mixon had a hell of a day. Let's see what they, you know, what they do against, you know, what we think to be is a is a sort of top five de- defensive unit in the NFL.
1: That's why you never overreact to a week one.
0: Exactly.
1: My stream for this week is uh, Tyrod Taylor. Um, you saw he was playing the Saints this week, and you saw Fitzpatrick destroy him. Um Talley did have a bad game against the Steelers. Um had uh 37.5 uh, completion percentage and a 51.8 passer uh rating. But his value is with running the ball. That's where his uh, most value is. Um had eight rushes for 77 yards and a touchdown. Um even though they did yeah, his stats were obviously pretty bad in the weather in, in uh, Pittsburgh. I assume that oh, sorry Cleveland, I think you'll we'll have a better game against the Saints, who uh, start very start very slow, like they did last year. Um, I think they get torn up uh, by the Browns this week. What do you think?
0: I yeah, I'm I think we're going to have a, another shootout, and it's uh, you know, uh, Tyro Taylor, he, he had his value with his legs, but terrible, terrible throwing the ball in those conditions. So hopefully, we're going to see something better. Um, it's it's in New Orleans this game, right?
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah, it should be.
0: Well, yeah, so you know, going into New Orleans, playing in the dome, there, I think it's going to be, yeah, it is at New Orleans. It's going to be a, a much better, better scenario for for Tyrod Taylor, and he does have very, very talented wide receivers at his disposal, and hopefully another week with, with uh, a, a certain wide receiver who will get to, get too shortly will, uh, will benefit him.
1: Can confirm it is in New Orleans. Excellent. Who have we got this week, uh, Lewis, for your stream?
0: Next dream is Case Keenum.
1: Ooh, here we go.
0: He's only owned in thirteen point one percent of leagues. Uh, Denver are playing at home against that very very average Oakland defense that we all saw get uh, sort of torn up by by the LA Rams. And by no means are Denver the LA Rams, but at home, big favourite. It's perfect it's a situation that you look for in a streaming quarterback. He threw a few picks, and he still finished with nineteen fancy points against the the Seahawks. He's got very good wide receivers at his disposal. You know, we, we talked about um we talked about Philip Lindsay at the, the start of the show, um uh, who's gonna add some some more value to Case Keenum there. So yeah, I, I really think Case Keenum, you could do far worse than than him this week if you're if you're struggling with some, some potential tricky matchups. Go and grab Case Keenum and, and plug him in.
1: Yeah, don't mind that at all. He did look good apart from those couple of interceptions he did throw against the Seahawks, but he did look good at home. And I'll be interested to in see what he does against uh, Oakland this week.
0: We'll... Absolutely. So let's uh let's move on to our, our running backs.
1: I've got my first one is our uh, Chris Thompson from the Redskins. He looked very healthy last week. Um, they're playing against the Colts, who, as we mentioned with the Bengals, they allowed uh, Joe Mixon to have one hundred forty-nine scrimmage yards and a touchdown. I think Thompson, yeah, looks very healthy right now. I don't think Peterson will be uh, the back there this year because he's just too inconsistent. He's too old. He doesn't have the burst like he once did, and I think Thompson is a grab here.
0: Yeah, I, do, I don't mind that at all. Uh, they did give up 95 yards on the ground to uh, Joe Mixon, but five five receptions for 54 yards. Very, very impressive. And that's uh, Chris Thompson's absolute money zone there. And uh, You know you, you could easily see him uh, going in for a, a touchdown as well. So I think a, a very nice day for Chris Thompson. This should be ahead.
1: Who've got you your first up for running backs?
0: My first one at running back is James White, New England Patriots running back. Uh, sort of similar role uh, in in the uh, offense to, to Chris Thompson, actually, I guess. He's more of that third down pass catching type back. But New England's backfield is looking pretty thin at the moment. We, you know, they just lost Jeremy Hill for the season. He he tore his ACL, which is really unfortunate for for him. Uh, Rex Burkhead is in the concussion protocol and not practicing at the moment. Sony Michelle, you know, hasn't really been involved to this, to this, uh up to this stage because he's had his, his knee issues. And they signed Kenyon Kenyon Barner. Um, to the 53 this week, who I believe came from the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely, Super so, Bowl champ. Su- Super Bowl champion Kenyon Barner. So it would be very Bill Belichickian to, to put him in and have a almost, you know, a Jonas Gray type game from a few seasons ago, 200 yards and some touchdowns. But but really, I do see James White um, having a, a big game here, particularly in PPR scoring. And it's not just because he is sort of the last man standing on the roster. It's because of who they're going against as well. It's the, the Jacksonville, jacksonville jaguars um you expect brady to get the ball out quickly he's not going to be looking to his wide receivers too much because of the difficult matchup with their elite cornerback group there jalen ramsey aj Bouye. um so yeah i think james white is going to profit lots of catches uh, out of the backfield he might line up some in the slot last season in the afc championship game they, you know, they really went heavy to danny amandola in the slot there he's no longer there you can see james white taking some of that uh, yeah, I just I've I'm, I've got James White in the listener league. I'll be firing him up this week. I think he's going to have a, a big game in PPR scoring. You could you could I can see him easily clearing fifteen points, maybe even getting up to to eighteen points in PPR scoring.
1: Yeah, I really like him in PPR sort of format. Um, sort of standard leagues, I'm not too sure. I just don't think um, many people can score on the uh, score on the Jags or get many yards on the Jags, and they're playing at home too. Um, the Jaguars, so I'm not too sure about that one
0: yeah in standard scoring I'd probably be leaving him out but you know given the lack of other options on the roster he he, he probably will get the goal line work as well and we've, we've seen him you know we saw him in the Super Bowl in in 2016 he was he was absolute money on the goal line he's 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 for a small guy he finds those creases and he gets him whether you know going against Jacksonville is a, is a, a different proposition though so I wouldn't be banking on that in standard scoring but that would be a icing on the cake if he does manage to to get him for a touchdown in, in PPR formats. And uh just to, to sort of emphasize the opportunity he's gonna have, he was on the field for 48% of the snaps in week one. Jeremy Hill was out there for 18% and Rex Burkhead 51%. So automatically those 18% that Hill had probably gonna funnel straight to James White and, and Burkhead's, you know, to suffer a concussion this late on in the week, it's gonna be hard for him to get cleared. So there really could be a ton of opportunity for James White to to, to have a successful successful week.
1: Mm-hmm. My next start is the combination of either Darren Sproles or Corey Clement. Um, I'm not too sure about Darren Sproles. He did uh, come in the injury report for hamstring injury. So I'm not too sure what the go is there. But you saw um, Nick Foles can't really throw anymore. As much as I hate to say it, he can't throw. And he was just, uh, throwing a lot of checkdowns to uh, Darren Sproles. He had seven targets. Uh, came from the slot a lot. So you saw last week, um, Kamara had an absolute monster game against the Bucks, and I could see the same thing happening where they just throw it to Clement. They throw it to Sproles. I don't think Ajayi get used much in the running game, and he won't. Get, he doesn't get used in the passing game either. They just sort of phase him out there. I think Corey Clement or Darren Sproles, whoever. If Sproles starts, I'll give Sproles Net uh, the nod, but if uh, he doesn't, I'll give it to Corey Clement.
0: Yeah, that's it's really yeah. Uh... Sound sound logic and, and process. There we saw Sprolls, like you said, get get targeted to quite a lot. It seems like they want to get him involved. I don't know whether there's an element of the the last season. We want him to to get him involved over over Corey Clement. will will you know we'll only know that really at the end of the season. Uh, but I think both of these guys should be on free agent as well so monitor that news and absolutely if it looks like Sproles is going to going to play go scoop him up and if he's not Cloak and that could be a really solid flex play
1: yeah especially in PPR formats as well that would be yeah. the bigger instead of standard leagues absolutely who's your next um, start there
0: my next one is
1: uh, Tevin Coleman oh, okay i think he's an absolute start
0: this week uh like we, we touched on earlier the uh, the the Falcons have lost two of their their best defenders i think the Panthers are going to put up a lot of points on them uh, which means Ryan is going to be the, and and Co are going to be playing negative game script. Going to be throwing the ball a lot. So Tevin Coleman is, I think, he's going to get a look, a lot of looks, in the in the passing game. And Devonte Freeman is a little banged up as well. So I really like Tevin Coleman this week. I have him in a couple of leagues. I'll be for sure starting him. And wait and see about Devo- Devonte Freeman. Follow that. <clears throat> follow that news closely.
1: Yeah, I like that one. Um, obviously you watched the Falcons and Eagles game last week and. You sort of saw they didn't get used much, Coleman or Freeman. Um, obviously, the offense was just terrible, especially in the second half. Um, but it would be interesting to see how they go this week. I do like the Panthers' defense. I got them as my start, but I'll touch on them later. But for my sit this week, I'm going back to Jamal Williams. Um, had him last week against the Bears, and I'm going this week against the Vikings. Obviously, you saw them shut down Morrison and Breida for the 49ers last week. Um the Vikings allow the second fewest PPR points to runners on the road. That was last year. Um, yeah, I just don't think Jamal Williams will be a go. And if Aaron Jones comes back next week, I think you should uh, all drop him.
0: Yeah, I've dropped Jamal Williams from, from most of my rosters. I just don't think he's a very good running back. We got, he got he got about three point one yards per carry against the Bears last week. He's he, uh, yeah. Everyone touts his his pass protection. You know he he did a good job keeping. You know, keeping Aaron helping to keep Rogers upright after he came back with a knee injury, but he's just bad at football. He's just—he's a plodder. He's not explosive. He doesn't excite. He's just not that good of a running back. He is just the the very definition of a replacement level running back. So I think Aaron Jones is going to steal that job when he when he comes back. Um, not too concerned about the whole issues around pass protection <clears throat> with Aaron Jones. I think he can can improve on that. I think he's a better pass catcher. Um, so, yeah, I think he will slowly take over take over the backfield. Or, or not even slowly. I think pretty quickly he'll come back and, and make that backfield his own.
1: Give us your next sit there, Lewis. Uh,
0: my sit for first running back sit is Austin Eckler, the the hero and the darling and the big waiver wire pickup of this week for the, the running back for the LA Chargers. And it's because they go on against Buffalo. Last week, you know, <clears throat> Tyree Hill was dropping all kinds of scores on them and they were in that in that chasing the game, got to keep scoring to, to stay in it. So Eckler found himself in there at times. He was, you know, in on third downs, a few carries. He's a pretty explosive athlete. He looked good in, in, in patches last season as well. We talked about him a little, we talked to him in, uh, in our preseason assessment of the, of the charges, but I think this is very going to be very much a, a Melvin Gordon game towards the second half. Sort of what we expected from from Alex Collins. It didn't quite eventuate. He got his touchdown and then the fumble, and then they just rested him and and fed fed Kenneth Dixon. But I think Melvin Gordon is going to going to get his. I, I can't see a huge workload for Austin Eckler. He re, you know he was efficient, but he only had a twenty percent snap count in in week one. So I think Melvin Gordon is going to really get a, a big workload after Rivers has thrown the ball all over the place in the first half and, and got them out to a big lead.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing what they do when they have the big lead, if they rest their players or they give it to the sort of second stringers. Um, I'm sort of in agreement with you there. Um, I think you just had a good game last week against the Chiefs who have a very bad defense. Um, yeah, you
0: got, you got 24 points and just, you know, if, you, if you're if you in a pinch or you need a flex play, you got to start him fine. But I'm saying he's my sit, sit just to uh to temper your expectations and don't be expecting, you know, Twenty plus points from him again.
1: Uh, my next one is Peyton Barber from the Bucks. Um, the Eagles' defense is very good against the run. He had last week against the Saints. He had 69 yards and averaged 3.6 yards to carry. Um, I don't see that happening this week. Fitzpatrick played so well for me. I think they'll look to throw a lot. He had no targets in the passing game as well. Um, and yeah, against the Eagles' corners, I think they can exploit him there and not go for the running game.
0: Yeah, I mean he didn't have much much luck in in week one and. That they got Eagles have got a very very strong defensive front, and I believe they get the linebacker Braden back as well. So he's going to be uh, instrumental into stuffing stuffing the run as well. Has, uh, he's he was on a one game suspension, wasn't he, James? Yes, one
1: game, one game. Thank so he'll God. be
0: back. So it's going to be even even tougher. Although, you know, Hicks looked good.
1: He did. Um, we just I don't know. We're just not there now. Secondary. That's all.
0: That's it. Yeah. So it looks like they'll probably uh, be. Be targeting there. My next sit of the week, and it's it's a it's a big name. It's a uh, Leonard Fournette. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if if he get if he gets the absolute complete all clear and is able to practice, then I'm okay starting Leonard Fournette. But I'm still tempering expectations from him. But really, the New England's off uh, defense rather has looked much better than. I expected, particularly in week one. And what Bill Belichick does, he takes away your strengths. So Lamar Miller had some success against the Patriots. He had over 100 yards from scrimmage. But that's because they were focusing on Watson and, and Hopkins and, and taking away that aspect of their game. What do the Jaguars do? They run the football. That's their bread and butter. Fournette is a the ground and pound offense. They don't really let Blake Bortles have too much responsibility in terms of the, of the passing game. So Belichick will look to take away the run. And if Fournette's coming in off a, a balky hamstring, A, I don't think Moroni's going to give him, you know, the full workload that we expect. And so Yeldon and Grant are going to be phased in. And TJ Yeldon looked phenomenal, by the way. Uh, really like, like him. But yeah, I just, I just couldn't try. I, I don't have any Leonard Fournette shares anywhere exactly because of this. Week one, he's already, you know, he already missed time and didn't produce for you. He just, he's just too, too uh, dinged up all the time. And I just, you know, running back with a dodgy hamstring, it's a recipe for disaster. And you can easily see him starting the game and into the second quarter or early in the third, having to to sit out the rest of the game because he's, he's re-aggravated it. So I'm just, I just wouldn't be confident starting Fournette. So if you're particularly deep at running back, or you can plug and play someone else in there, someone up, get grab someone off waivers. I'm sitting in line of Fournette this week.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I'm agreed with you there. He gets a lot of, uh, he's always injured all the time. We touched on that one in their preview that we don't really trust him with his ankles. Now it's his hamstring. you um, just to see how his year goes with his injuries. Yeah. My, we'll start with the wide receivers now. My first start, we've got uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, produced a very good line had 5 catches 119 yards in horrible weather Um, and I think he's going to absolutely destroy the Chiefs this week as you saw with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen that they did Um, the the Chiefs gave up 47.7 PPR points last week which is uh, which is really fun Um, yeah big Ben playing at home which is going to help him a lot as you touched on and yeah better weather situation I think Juju Antonio Brown James Washington even if he gets on the field I think they're going to have big games
0: yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. I think all of the um, the Pittsburgh wide receivers are going to have a day. I think James Conner is going to have another day. If you uh, if you dabble in in DFS in, in DraftKings, I'm absolutely playing uh, James Washington in some tournament plays. I think he's got the the you know the upside of a, of a big touchdown reception. And I, I agree with you on on Juju Smith-Schuster for this week as well. I think he's gonna gonna have a a really big week and. I hope Demarius Thomas can, can have an equally big one against the 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 Shonky the shonky Raiders to, to keep up with our with our beer bet.
1: Not at all mate. I think JuJu's going to run away with this one. <laughs> Who is your your first up for wide receivers?
0: My first uh, start for wide receiver this week is Devin Fungis.
1: I like it. No Greg Olsen. Yeah,
0: so <clears throat> you know Greg Olsen he's 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 now out for an indeterminate period of time and you know when Olson plays. Devin Funchess scores seven points per game. When he doesn't, he scores fourteen. He literally doubles his output when when Greg Olson is not in the game. Uh, and like like we really we said and we'll say it again, the Falcons' defense is a all of a sudden in one week has gotten significantly worse with those with those players out. So I think Devin Funchess is going to have a, a very nice game. So you can see him being a, a sort of in that wide receiver two territory. So <clears throat> if you've got Funches, fire him up, get him in your starting lineup.
1: Yeah, I had Funches too, and I looked at the game last year when Greg Olsen wasn't playing against the Falcons. He had five catches for 82 yards, and Cameron only threw for like 130. So he's going to get targeted a lot this game.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Who's who's your uh, second start of the week at wide receiver?
1: Even though I trashed the Lions at the start, I'm going to have Golden Tate. Um, he did have mm. seven catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think the Lions will be playing from behind a lot this year just because of the way they are. Um, I think they are gonna be throwing a lot. Um, I could have put Kenny Colliday then, but um, the Vikings last week, they are in the slot where Golden Tate plays. He, um, they allowed seven catches and one touchdown to the Niners, and I think Golden Tate's going to have a good fantasy performance this weekend.
0: I like that call. Uh, yeah, they'll probably take away Jones and Holliday on the outside, and, and Tate on the inside should be able to, uh, to uh, have some success.
1: Who was your uh, last start for the wide receiver group?
0: My start. For the wide receiver, it's time. Unleash him. Josh Gordon. Get him in your lineups. This is the week. Interesting. Yeah. He was supposed to be on a limited snap count, and he played 69 of 89 snaps. I think he's going to clearly play over about 90% this week. He only had three targets. He had one touchdown on that, and um, Tyrod targeted him again, which, you know, he beat his man. Probably should have been a, another touchdown, but Tyrod underthrew him, got picked off. It looked it looked messy, but Tyrod and, and Gordon haven't had any time in the preseason or training camp to work together you know gordon was off handling his his business and, and taking care of his of his sobriety um and i think they're going to really w- have worked on that this week they're you know they're both by all all our reports uh, incredible film grinders i think gordon's going to be in there with tyrod saying you know this is where you need to put the ball for me i'll go and get it there and with you know the knowledge defense looked looked a little bit shaky in week one when we we like Tyrod Taylor as a streamer, and I think Josh Gordon is gonna remind the the NFL and remind football fans of just how talented he is. I think this is the week.
1: Yeah, I think this is game two. I think he could have the Mike Evans game this week. Oh, I hope so. Um, my sit for this week, uh, I've got Randall Cobb. He had a good game against the Bears. Um, nine catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown. However, uh, he's had a horrible uh, sort of track record against the Vikings. He's never had more than sixty-two yards against them in their ten. He's ten matchups against them. Um, their defense is a lot better. Plus, Rodgers isn't one hundred percent, so he isn't a lock to play anyway.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I uh, I don't disagree with that call, I and mean, people are going to be really tempted after that huge game to to throw him straight back into their lineups. But it, tough matchup. Yes, yeah, so I I um I. Uh, partially agree with Randall Cobb for this week and I think a lot of people are going to have seen that huge gain that he had and be really tempted to thrust him straight back into the starting lineups and uh, might have some difficult choices to make um and yeah it's a very good defense but he might also line up in the slot as well and like you you noted um against the, the Vikings they they did give up some some yards against the slot so we'll we'll wait and see but um I'm, I'm more inclined to to sit Randall Cobb this week than I am than I am to start him so I am leaning to, to agree with you agree with you there.
1: Who was your uh, first sit for the week for wide receiver group?
0: My first sit of the week is Robbie Anderson. And this isn't me just hating <clears throat> on the Jets. You, you heard me talk up Quincy Onumwa. He only had one target. And yeah, it was great. It was 40-something yards for a touchdown. And he does have talent. And he has the ability to, to go deep. But the, the market share just isn't there for him. It's just bad process relying on touchdowns. They're so unpredictable. Uh, Quincy Nnawar is 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 the clear number one target for Sam Darnold, and Curse might be back this week. So if 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 he's not back, Robbie Anderson becomes a little bit more attractive. Uh, but he's an absolute sit if if Jermaine Curse comes back because he's going to take some of those targets off him as well. So Robbie Anderson is my my first sit of the week. Who is your uh, who's your second wide receiver sit?
1: I've got Sammy Watkins, your man. Oh my man, your man. He uh, only had three catches last week against the Chargers, and they got torn up by Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't know. I just don't see it with him this year. I think he's got the talent. He just doesn't show it. Aaron thinks he has the potential to be the player that he could be, but he just never brings it. And I think until he does, I think it's safe to sit him.
0: Yeah. So my, my only response to that is, he's sitting Travis Kelsey this week?
1: Uh, No. Because actually no, Travis Kelsey has a track record of actually reducing in games, unlike Sammy Watkins. I know, I know
0: it's it's not a completely fair comparison, but also it is the first time that we saw Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes, and it was the first time we saw Sammy Watkins in a proper NFL game with Patrick Mahomes as well. And we, you know, we did talk about it being a tough matchup. And Mahomes did look fantastic. He made some fantastic throws, but most of his production actually, you know, came from it was just, he was just dialed in on Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill was having one of those days where everything turned to gold for him. He was even making leaping grabs, and it was just phenomenal. So, no one else was getting any love in that offense. Uh, Kareem Hunt barely got any targets as well. So, I think better days absolutely ahead for, for Sammy Watkins as well as Travis Kelsey. Uh, um, and I think it's a potential shootout. So, I'm, I wouldn't be starting Sammy Watkins with his sort of wide receiver two expectations, but as a flex player, I actually think we see something from Sammy Watkins this week and he makes he makes a few grabs, but I can also completely understand based off his, his week one showing why you'd still be waiting to see it before you can put him in your starting lineup. So really only in, in deeper leagues or you know, if you're really struggling for, for whatever reason that might be to to get a lineup going, um, yeah, I d- despite my love for Sammy, I'm I'm leaning more towards a, a sit this week.
1: All I got out of that was overreact to week 1 and start Anthony Sherman. That's what I got. <laughs> out of
0: yeah. Absolutely. Right. If you can take one thing from this show, Sherman I'll be one.
1: All right, done. Uh who is your next sit for the wide receiver?
0: My man, Chris Hogan. Love Chris Hogan this season. It was very bizarre in week 1 that he didn't, you know, he, he did nothing. He had he had one catch. He didn't hook up. Interestingly, yeah, in, in, interesting. He didn't hook up. Interestingly enough, he, you know, he led the the what, Patriots wide receiving core in snaps. He was on the field for ninety-one percent of them. And that's usually a good reflection of where the targets are go, going to go. Unfortunately for him, it just didn't happen. They they went off with the the quick passing game, short short uh, targets to Dorsett, who had an excellent game, uh, James White, and um, some some carries for 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 Cordell Patterson as well. And then, of course, Gronk just absolutely uh, feasted. It was, you know, well over 100 yards, touchdown. He looked absolutely unstoppable. Prime, Rob Gronkowski. But yeah, you're going to have a really tough matchup against those Jacksonville corners on the road. Chris Hogan is a sit for me, but I, I, I still think by the end of the season, he, <clears throat> you're going to look back and Hogan's going to have some fantastic numbers.
1: All right, we'll move on. You touched on Gronk before. I know he's your start for the week. And uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't even sit. sick. I'm going very yeah, bold so, here. I'm going very bold.
0: Yeah, I'm very very bold. And that's exactly why I put put Gronk as my uh, my my start. Ordinarily, you know, wouldn't even need to dis- discuss it and because you just you fire up Gronk, but I'm I'm in- intrigued to uh to hear why you want to sit him and then I'm just going to tell you why you're wrong. So please, please go right ahead.
1: Look, a lot of it is just because um I couldn't think of a good one. There was a lot of, you know, there's Tony Gates, there's other hacks that you could i could have said, but I've gone bold. He played against them in the title game last year. He only had one catch for 21 yards off three targets. Um, They did obviously have better plays back then with Brandon Cooks, Amendola, and Edwin playing. But look, Gombolte, Bench Gronk, take my man Ben Watson. That's what I'm going with this week.
0: Bold, bold, but foolish. Because what you you fail to acknowledge is why he only had three targets is because... He left with a concussion in the second quarter. He no. barely played in the championship game, no. so Gone you know bold. it's hard to it's no. hard to get targets from the uh, from the blue ten. No. Um, it's not the best Gronk matchup for Gronk, and you know there's every you know there's every chance it's one of his lowest statistical outputs. But also, as as we've seen with elite secondary units like the you know like the Rams have got, like the um, the Jacksonville Jaguars have got, they can become a tight end funnel as well. Uh, Jared Cook feasted against an elite you know secondary unit um or cornerback unit and i think Gronkowski's going to be heavily featured like just just because there's no one else so you know i think i think uh Gronk is a top 3 tight end this week Go i'm uh, i'm pretty I'm, excited i'm back it. my
1: be- man ben watson to beat him out
0: you you're taking you're taking ben watson over gronk
1: yeah might as well foolishness All but right. I, don't, I don't care i really don't get my man ben on there yeah
0: get- Get get old man Ben yeah. onto the field.
1: Wait till wait till he destroys the Browns. He played him twice last year. I might as well just talk about him now. Played him twice last year. Had 12 targets, 12 catches, 165 yards and a touchdown. That's, okay,
0: that's pretty, that is pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, get my man, Ben Watson on there. Um and Bree's a much better quarterback than Flacco is. Get him on there.
0: So Ben Watson is your, your stream of the week, and yeah. I, I do really like that. I think he's only thirty five percent owned. In league, so you're probably be able to go out and scoop Ben Watson if you're in a desperate quarterback situation. For sure, don't bench Gronk for him. though. don't listen to James on that one. No, nah, do
1: it. Uh, be bold, guys. Don't, <laughs> don't be bitches. Be bold.
0: <laughs> be bold. So, Gronk is your sit of the week. Who is your sit? What's my sit of the week is Jimmy Graham.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't him before the season. We've had the same old narrative rolled out for three seasons now. Oh, look, a new tight end in Green Bay. Yeah. Oh, Rogers is going to make him so much better. I know it was a bit, a bit of a different circumstance, but he had only up four targets and, and two catches for eight yards against the bears. Uh, he did play 98% of snaps, but I sort of like, you know, Sammy Watkins, we talked before. I want to see him actually produce in this offense before I'm, I'm willing to start him and going against that great Vikings defense. I'm, I'm not interested in, in Jimmy Graham
1: this week. Um, well, my start for the week is George Kittle who played the Vikings last week and he had five catches for 90 yards and could have had a lot more. Yeah, uh, but he can
0: run. Jimmy Graham can't run anymore.
1: I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm kind of a Green's if you I don't really like Graham. He's just a touchdown machine that he was last year. Can't do much about that. But yeah, I played him in the FF down under bowl, beat him. He was the last player um, on these team. He could have killed me with like three touchdowns, but he didn't. So I'm very happy about that. Um, but yeah, I'll touch on George Kittle a bit because we are running out of time. Um, yeah, he did drop a lot of catches, could have a lot more fantasy points than he did last year. Uh, sorry, last week. Um, the Lions allowed 71 yards and one touchdown in, against New York slot receivers and Kittle lined up there 28 uh, times. So I think Kittle's going to have a big game against the Lions.
0: Yeah, I like that. He seems to be one of uh, Jimmy G's favorite targets. So yeah, absolutely a, a fan of that. In my stream of the week, Rookie Seals-Jones going up against the LA Rams. We've just seen what Jared Cook did. They're a tight end funnel. Uh, Arizona doesn't have too many targets uh, outside of David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. So he's uh, he's got safe hands, former wide receiver. I think Ricky Seals-Jones could be a, a nice uh, top 10, top eight player tight end this week.
1: Yeah, and Jared Cook, Dick, term him up as well. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, we'll go to the defenses quickly. Um, my one for this week, my start is the Rams playing the Cardinals. Not much to say there. Sam Bradford is the Bradford that we all know. Um, they barely put up eight points um, but yeah I think it's a good start Rams at home easy yeah easy who's your set? um Sydney's the Falcons obviously we touched on Neil and Jones being out um Cam Newton's I think he's gonna have a big day um different punches Christian McCaffrey CJ Anderson I think they're gonna be used a lot um obviously they did shut down the Eagles a bit but um that's with Nick Foles playing quarterback and even I know <laughs> that he's a hack but he won us the Super Bowl so I don't care um yeah, I think the Panthers are going to destroy them.
0: Yep. And your
1: stream streaming defense for the week. Who you got? I've got the Bears playing against the Seahawks with no uh, Baldwin. Um, the offensive line is very bad, which I'm looking forward to. Khalil Mack destroying them. Um, last week, Russell Wilson was under pressure, 41% of his dropbacks, and I expect the same here. Um, the Bear defense is really good. Um, you saw that against the Packers before Arrow just turned it on. Um, I think they're just going to destroy... Uh, Russ Wilson, and the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I'll be watching that game for pretty much one reason only. That'll be Khalil Mack. I'm very excited to see what he can do against uh, an even worse offensive line, and you know, after training and being with his team for you know for over a week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. My start for the week on defense is the is the uh, Houston Texans. They you know they knocked the rust off against the the, the Patriots, but against a, a really good offense led by Tom Brady. But now they get to go against a questionable Marcus Mariota with his injury. Taylor one his tackle is is in the concussion protocol and might not play so I think this is a a great opportunity to start the Texans JJ Watt is just working his way back to to full game speed I think this could be a week where they do some real damage my my sit of the week is actually the, the Vikings defense because you know we've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do to anyone on his day and I still think they're an elite defensive unit uh but I think I think Aaron Rodgers, if if he plays, will have his way. Obviously, if he doesn't, they are a must start. And my streamer defense of the week, only two percent owned on ESPN.com, Bit of a left field one. The New York Giants are going Mm, against the Dallas Cowboys because the Dallas just looked like they didn't have anything. And you know the Giants, they've got a few few pieces there. I think you know they got they got uh, Snacks Harrison there, who's a just a a great a great uh, nose tackle. Um, a few few pieces in 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 the corners in the secondary there, and um, yeah, I just think that Dallas is going to have a hard time moving the football. I don't think they can fix those issues in in one week. Certainly without you know signing someone who's half decent at playing wide receiver.
1: Uh, I'll be interested to see the uh, yeah Dallas offense go against them. Um, I don't know. I just don't don't uh, trust the Giants defense. I don't know, just playing him twice a year. It's gonna be really fun for me to watch. Um, they just have no cornerbacks apart from uh Jenkins. Apple did look okay, but I don't know, he played against bite uh, bottles.
0: yeah i do not I d I don't I don't read Apple, but I do like I do like uh Janoris yeah. Jenkins. I and think he's a he's a good cornerback. I think
1: Cole Bleas is gonna have a big game this way in the slot. Sorry, was that Cole Beasley? Yep. Hmm. I should have been streaming but anyway. Um <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Uh Speaking of Giants, what, Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Watch. Saquon Barkley! Can he go the distance? Yes, he can! Touchdown, Penn State! Lewis, go ahead with this one, mate.
0: Yeah, so Saquon making his NFL debut. He didn't have the the crazy game that people were sort of hoping for, but he was still really, really good. 20.8 fantasy points. He was, the running back 11. And it's going to be one of the tougher matchups he will face. Now, I know I said that the Jacksonville defense was, you know, worse against the run than they were against the pass, which is true. But they were, you know, still a, a solid run defense. Uh, he had that, people will say, he had that just that one big play, the 67-yard touchdown. But if that's the play, my goodness, what a play it was made two people miss in the backfield, and then he broke up the sideline, and he's, he's so quick that he, he beat the defender who had the angle on him to, to, to break and, and score the touchdown. He had a really nice play called back as well, um, a nice run that he he, he's, he spread to the outside. So, And the, the blocking was atrocious. Eric Flowers got him killed on a couple of times, and Evan Ingram showed why. You know he's got a lot of work to do in the blocking game. Just absolutely atrocious on a goal line carry. Uh, one of his, one of the few negative gains that Barkley had. Uh, Barry Church came out of the, came out and just blew him up because he just breezed by Evan Engram. It was, it was really pathetic to watch. But this week he plays the Cowboys and they just gave up five yards per carry to Christian McCaffrey and C.J. Anderson, who uh, aren't in the same league as Saquon Barkley. Um, so really excited to see what he's going to do and you can lock him in for another top 12 out in this week.
1: I think that's going to be his downfall, the blocking of the uh, Giants' offensive line. I know Engram's not really tight. And he's a wide receiver that plays on the line. And that's really all he is. He can't block f- for anything. That was his not coming out of college. Um, yeah, Eric Flowers, he's useless. He should be cut by now. Nate Soldier, he's a bit overpaid. Had to pay for someone and, and get a, at least a decent tackle for him. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be a huge game against the Cowboys this week, as you said.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing him against, uh, you know, against a slightly easier defense than the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: All righty, moving on to the mailbag, as we always do. And, Lewis, let's get it started, mate. Come on, let's go check the mailbox and see what's in the mail today. Hmm. What's in the mail today?
0: All right, first question this week, uh, regular listener Bryce. He says, now that Arod is injured, given how much better he is at blocking pass protection and picking up rushes than Aaron Jones, do you think this improves Jamal Williams' prospects as a fantasy stud moving forward? And we, I guess we really talked about that. We, you, know, he's your, he was one of your sits, and uh, I, I sort of, sort of in, in jest uh, replied to Bryce and said, fantasy stud and Jamal Williams don't belong in the same sentence together. He's just a plodder. Uh, no interest in Jamal Williams really moving forward once Jones is back. I really have the, really believe he's going to make that job his own, and I think you agree with me on that one.
1: 100% in there. Um, Move on to Regan's question. Regan, he said, how much do you
0: like one bad performance by one player influence you on choosing them again for the following week? And the, the thing is, I, I I don't, mostly because, A, it's week one, and B it really it's just really match up dependent we've only got one data set to make decisions off one game it could be they had a really tough matchup um and the same that if you see a really great performance, you don't necessarily expect it the same week. Just think of, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We don't expect him to do that again this week. Obviously, as the season goes on, we get more frames of points of reference, uh, larger data set. So our, you know, our predictions and our assumptions are grounded on a larger sample size. But definitely don't overreact to, to week one. And if, if someone had a subpar performance, don't, you know, if the matchup is right in week two, don't worry about week one, move past it and, uh, you know, worry about what they're doing in week two.
1: Yeah, you never overreact to week one, Um, sort of week by week three, week four, you can sort of uh, start making your opinions there. Um, It's all dependent on circumstance too. Like you could, as we saw with the um, sort of Ravens game, Ravens-Bills, you can't really judge it on that. Can't really judge the game on uh, the Steelers and Browns because the weather was horrible. But yeah, just all dependent on circumstance.
0: Absolutely. The next question comes from Matt Bridges, and he says, "Do you think do you think week one results will set a precedent for following weeks, or will it mostly be an anomaly?" So I wasn't sure if Matt was referring to fantasy scores specifically, or just like by individual performances. Or I'm not entirely sure, but just just as a general principle, crazy outlier performances will always regress to the mean. I talked about him just a second ago, but Fitzpatrick uh to just jackson even tyreek hill what tyreek hill did was just absolutely absurd the chances of him returning you know a punt for a touchdown having the, the the russian touchdown the receiving touchdown and the other big bombs all again in the same game are really unlikely they're they're outlier performances uh so i i don't think those sort of results fantasy wise are, are a precedent they're they're generally more an, an anomaly.
1: james yeah i agree with that one too um if he's sort of meaning uh, uh, sorry, time. Uh, three, two, one. If he's sort of mean like bad performances, um, sort of your stars having bad weeks, um, I wouldn't uh, suggest that at all. I think most of it is an anomaly in week one. You can't be really sure until you have a few games and then you can um, go from there.
0: Yep, that's it. We just need more information, a few more games, uh, particularly with new players or new schemes, new coaches, etc. We just need some time to see them play out. And, and the, uh, the final question for this week's Mailbag segment comes from Lloyd, and he says, with Delaney Walker going down, do we expect an immediate uptick in Corey Davis' targets and Dion Lewis, or can we plug and play with the Phenom? So I guess he likes him. Uh, Johnny Smith. I know Lloyd is a big fan of, of Johnny Smith. And my immediate take on this Is that it has to be a good thing for Corey Davis. I think they're going to get more targets going his way. He's their best wide receiver. You know, he's their first-round draft selection last year. They want to get him involved. They want to build the offense around him. And I think that is a good uptick for him. With regards to Jonu Smith, I don't think it's a plug-and-play situation. We need to see what he looks like handling that full complement of work. He's definitely not going to replace what Delaney Walker did, but you know, even if he comes out and does 70 80% 80% of what Walker did. For a free pickup off the waiver wire, that could be very nice indeed. So it's wait and see with Jonu Smith, but uh, I am expecting an immediate uptick in targets for, for Corey Davis.
1: Yeah, I think Corey Davis and Rashad Matthews too. I think they be benefit a lot out of this. Um, you don't really see if tight ends when uh, somebody, their starter gets injured, they get the second string, and he plugs into right away and he's an absolute star. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, they're second string for a reason. Um, but yeah, I don't think... Smith shouldn't be targeted in many leagues not just yet unless we see some good performances out of him
0: exactly wait and see and we'll get a couple of games of you know sample out of him and, and, and sort of make our decision from there
1: awesome well that will do us for the, this week's show of the Vault uh, Studio Fantasy Football Podcast um, as always go to the website thevaultstudio.com.au follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at the Vault Studio um, as always you can follow FF Down Under on Twitter and Facebook Lewis's great page get on there um subscribe to new podcast feed the vault studio fantasy football podcast on itunes and soundcloud and again give us a five-star rating for me to do something very stupid and as always uh sunday nights, 7 p.m catch us on either facebook live or come down the sporting globe um richmond really fun i'll see you all there this week if you come down buy me a beer if you want to because i'm broke um but yeah it should be a great uh, week of fantasy football i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait. I'll be uh, setting my lineups over the next couple of days. Make sure you get your your players for the for the Thursday night football game locked and ready to go. If you want to be playing them, everyone, good luck with your with your fancy matchups this week. Unless you are playing me, uh, in which and I hope to 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 crush you. So we we'll, uh, that's very well. Leave it at that. That's we'll very leave mean. it at that for this week, and uh, yeah, see you guys next week. See you then. This is on my demo Did y'all boys not get the memo